episode. Well, hello, welcome to another episode of Creating Connections. Today, I got Bertrand Best on the episode, um, and it's a continuation of my Grow Through What You Go Through series. What's up, Bertrand? How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm grateful to be here right now. I can honestly say that uh, we're going to have a great episode. Yeah, absolutely. I told you I was going to make the intro after this and just do it, but I feel like I just want to kind of set up the scene right now. Um okay. I had reached out to Bertrand because I followed him on TikTok. We just came across each other's profiles, um, which is the thing I love about TikTok because you can come across anyone. And he had posted some content. You had, I think I came across your rapping stuff first. And I was interested in that because I just love, like, I'm a poet. I love words. I love music. I love rap. I'm like, cool. I love things that are meaningful. But I continued following you um, because of your filmmaking stuff and the way that you kind of produce things. I was like, you got a good style. It's very impactful. It's meaningful. I'm into it. I got to have them on the pod. Um, so for that reason, Bertrand is here today. And after connecting with him, we kind of figured out a little story to share with you guys. And it has to do with his filmmaking experience um, and how he kind of had to overcome some hurdles back in his college days when it came to just being a filmmaker and getting started. So I do want to kick us off with Bertrand, you telling us a little bit about your journey as a filmmaker and how you decided to take it seriously. Okay, well, I'll start with the easy thing. My name is Bertrand Best and I'm a filmmaker, an actor, and an indie artist. And from Houston, Texas, Southwest Ailey, Texas, to be exact, or, you know, better known as the SWAT. For as long as I can recall, I've always been a good listener and a storyteller. When I was 10 years old, my Aunt June took me to Germany and she gave me her camcorder to keep. Right. And it was a cannon. Yeah. And I took it everywhere, took it everywhere and captured irreplaceable moments. So led me to the year 2009 when Hurricane Ike hit. Houston did a lot of damage actually. Thankfully, yeah. uh, my family had power, but some of my cousins actually were without electricity for a few days. So we all decided to stay over at Aunt June's house as a family. And, you know, our imaginations drove us to create things that we wanted to see on TV and in the movies and just in other forms of entertainment. So while you guys were going through, like while the hurricane was happening and yeah. you guys came together in the room, kind of created this. Yeah, so we were all in the living room or in different parts of the house making things like we did cooking shows, we did video game expos, <laughs> we made short films, we made skits, we you name it, it was there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, with that, a skill was born, you know, or whatever was already rooted inside of us was being embraced. Right. And, you know, I've always been interested in things like movies like Mo Better Blues, Rush Hour 2, and the Studio Ghibli movie Spirited Away. So I always saw myself creating other things like that and actually being like those characters as well. So, so that's how you oh, got started with like the exposure of your aunt's camera. And then now your cousin's also having like the same energy for creating film and like just little stories and stuff like that. Yeah, it just took us all showing up together. To right. See that we you know, do something without people watching us mm -hmm. and, you know, watch it anyway and be entertained by it. Because, you know, at the end of the day, if you don't love what you're doing with it, then you're going to know, you know. Right. What a cool thing that you like were able to connect with your cousins like that and just like start messing around and like just creating yeah. little skits. Like you said, like that reminds me of when I was when I was really young. I do remember my cousin and I used to make like Christmas videos, which I feel yeah. like was a common thing as a child. Right. Um, yeah. And so 
from, I mean, nothing came of it, but I do think that like extroverted personality was existent there and it definitely showcases itself now. Um, so that's awesome. Uh, but okay. So now you're realizing that this is something you want to do. So you end up going to school for it. Yes. So let's fast forward to my junior year of high school. I remember I got cut from the basketball team mm. and you know, it was a pretty distraught time for me. The coaching staff did want to keep me around because my eye for the game of basketball is pretty remarkable. If I do say so myself and <laughs> you know, they for me as well, because they figured I should be there. Mm -hmm. And they asked me if I would be interested in becoming the cameraman for the varsity basketball team. You know, I would be able to get out of class. I would be able to go to all the tournaments and all the different games all across the city. Yeah. And I would still be attached to something that I really enjoyed, mm. but it would be from a different perspective. I'd be like the second set or even the third set of eyes for the coaches and for the players themselves. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I'm going to let you know that I almost said no stubbornly because I wanted to keep on getting better at hoping, you know, I wanted to stay on the team and, you know, I, I was headstrong about it, but they gave me a few days to decide. I spoke to my family and, you know, there were a lot of different words being said to me, some that I was able to resonate with and some that I just didn't get right then. But mm -hmm. something I was told by all of my support system was that it's a skill that I already had that I could improve while being around something that I love, which is basketball. So right. it came from a circle. But the thing is, when I was a kid, I wasn't really seeing myself as like, oh, I'm going to do this for a living. I'm going to, it was just fun. You know, it was normal for me. It came naturally. So what really influenced my decision was what I just said about people telling me that same thing. And then also when I was about to let them know that I wanted to do it, they told me, okay, if you don't want to do it, um, we'll get, I have a friend who was also just like me, you know, he played basketball, but he was also doing a lot of filmmaking for our high school as well. Okay. And they were like, give him the position. And I mean, you can come back to tryouts and, you know, we'll see if you make it next year. I mean, and it wasn't a discouraging thing for them to say that to me because here's something right in front of me. And I was about to literally let it like walk away from me because I wanted to do something that wasn't serving me any more purpose. I took it and ran with it. And I started to really see how it impacted the players, the coaches, all the thank yous and all the things that I was experiencing when I was like climbing up to the top of the bleachers. And, you know, just, I was seeing everything for once instead of just seeing from a man, I got to make it standpoint. Like, right. so, so I got yeah. to experience that because I decided to let go of something I couldn't control. And I gained control of a new aspect of my life. Did want to tell a quick story. In 2018, me, my friend Andres and Dominique were tasked by our church to make a testimonial video about new beginnings because mm. the new school year was starting. And that was another opportunity for me to tell my story and for them to tell their stories through scripture and through, you know, verbatim experience. And I remember when we premiered it at church, the entire congregation was in tears and in awe. And, you know, I didn't realize that 
me doing stuff because we we made it like a short film slash documentary kind of thing chronicling everything that i've gone through and we use certain verses from the bible and whatnot you know to each his own and i remember a few things let me know in 2018 that that was what i needed to be doing because that was the point that i knew so i remember this man came up to me before i could walk out of the sanctuary and he put his hand on my shoulder and he was like you're gonna do just fine young man and i was like bro like don't 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 do this like i'm, not, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna cry bro and yeah that then my family was all in tears like they knew i was capable but it's just the magnitude of everything really just it shook it, it was like it shook the earth for the moment for a moment those things that were said and the magic that was in that room that day really let me know that this these creations whether it's the music the films the poetry i do and even just having conversations like this is what I need to be doing with my time and nothing else. Do you still have that video? Yeah, I do. I can, it's unlisted right now. Okay. It'd be cool I, to link it to this episode. I can link like it. If people want to watch it afterwards or something, because I can put a URL link in the bio. Okay, for sure. Yeah, I'll do that for you. Yeah. So then, yeah, you talk about me going to school for it. Mm -hmm. And that's when I really started to see how serious it was for me. Because I remember when I first got to Sam Houston in 2017, I joined an organization called The Film Society. And it was great. But one thing that I have to make clear is that all creatives know that we're scattered beings in a world. But we don't all know sometimes that we're in the same world and we're similar and right. different at the same time. But I felt like I could do what I was seeing other people do. Mm -hmm. So a group of friends of mine... You know, we we met because someone else put out a casting call for a film and I ended up being the main character of it. It was my friend Amber. Um, and the film was called A New Day. I was playing a character named James. It okay. was a love story. But, you know, we ended up, you know, finishing it, but then it never came out. And I remember we stayed connected and me and Amber and our friend Lexia, we decided that we would start Black Film Society at Sam Houston. And that was 2018 that we decided to do that. You know, that was something different because not only is it a film society, but it's also a film society that touches on different topics in the Black community. And it invites other people who aren't really a part of it either to experience new things because it's all about learning something new that that's what we were trying to do we wanted to to bring other people into our experience as well so that it wasn't just us getting all the glory and maybe other people could feel motivated to do something because sometimes it's like that one encouraging thing that's said to somebody can literally change the trajectory of the world life. yeah like it changes like you said the trajectory literally changed someone's world uh, so speaking a little more on that organization that you guys co-founded, right? Yeah. I, you kind of brought this up a little bit earlier and I feel like we could tie it back in now. You were talking about creatives and how they have these similarities and differences and they don't almost see it sometimes, right? So it can lead to a little bit of miscommunication, miscommunication issues. Um, and so I know when we talked about this society that you guys founded, that was something that you were trying to grow from this interpersonal yeah. communication issue that you had back then, because 
moving forward, you're still going to be a filmmaker. Moving forward, you're still going to be in this creative in this creative industry. Um, but this thing that you were talking about, this communication that just wasn't happening, it wasn't clicking. I think it's very relatable. So, can we talk a little bit about the challenges that you faced while building this community, and then also? you know, focus on that communication thing as creatives that you guys were kind of battling. Okay, I got you. I've never really led anything that grand scale before. Mm. So, you know, I was in a leadership role and that influenced other people in leadership roles as well. So, you know, everybody has their own definition of what they're going to do as a leader. Right. You know, interpersonal communication was a thing that we needed to learn more about because, you know, we were all balancing school and other extracurricular activities. So us putting our passions together, plus trying to be studious at the same time, kind of. Quick question, curious. Uh-huh. Did anyone in your group have experience with starting something like this before? Or was it the first time for all of you guys? Well, some people had experience being leaders in other organizations, maybe in high school, or even mm-hmm. some of them were in fraternities and sororities. As far as the film stuff goes, this was all our first time doing doing Got stuff it. like this at a level like and then also i'll add to the challenges that you know sometimes we didn't show up when we should have or how we should have as a collective and then time was another thing that was sometimes in the way when we needed to get something done a certain way the where the world has a way of showing us what we need to be doing yeah yeah no i think what you were saying earlier about how you guys were all leaders but then also students at the same time i think that's something that a lot of people can relate to because i know personally when i was in college i know it's a time that you're supposed to like create stuff of your own right like you can't just what felt like you couldn't just graduate college with your credentials but you had to be a part of this organization or that organization and take on like a extra role right so i get that that ambition was there for a reason and it's also exciting too i think being in 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 college and having all these people that have similar ambitions but like you said earlier right like the why's the intentions may be a little bit different so did you guys ever when you guys created this group do you think there was enough of the foundations that were kind of set down to kind of like make it clear like yo this is our goal or was it kind of like rough from the get-go i feel like it was a mixture of both because you know we all knew what we wanted Right. But it was still something new that we were starting. And anything that's new is going to come with jitters. It's going to come with moments of like excitement and full understanding. But then there are other times when you come back down to earth from all of from both from all of those things. And you realize maybe we actually do need to sit down and restructure something. So that's my best way to answer that question. I think a little mix of both totally makes sense. Cause I know that personally, like I always know there's like a, a thing you're supposed to do, a structure you're supposed to do when it comes to like a new idea. But sometimes my like creative side wants to kick in too quickly. And I just kind of want to rush through things cause I want to see it happen. Um, so personally, what did you realize was something that you needed to work on after that experience? Honestly, what I could say is one thing that I feel I could have done more is learn even more about the different languages that people receive, right? So, Mm. you know, I saw those challenges as fuel to become, you know, even more self-sufficient because, you know, sometimes it's really not about, it's not others' fault why they don't understand something. Right. Sometimes it's the delivery. 
which leads to better reception. Learning more about the language and developing confidence is key to like crumbling less and conquering more. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's literally like those things were what helped me want to keep people engaged and detached from my leadership role so that I could see more eye to eye with others. Because I think that's what one thing that got in uh, everybody's way was the fact that we all had these roles, including me, we had roles that we had to remember didn't make the organization. What makes an organization, an organization with a good foundation is the foundation that's behind it. Why are we doing this? Are we doing this because we wanna be famous or are we doing this because we wanna be helpful to others and to ourselves, of course, so that, because you're a product of your environment. I think realizing that you personally were, it's the delivery, right? Like that's, I think a lot of accountability. It's you, instead of being like, wow, why didn't they show up and contribute to this part of the organization that they need to do? Um, you found the accountability piece, which was like, hey, I need to step up in my delivery, right? Which I think is definitely something that I could even apply to my day to day, like now as a person that works in a huge organization like you're working with so many different kind of people um or kinds of people that at the end of the day like if i'm not speaking that same language like you said something could be misunderstood and then a task cannot go uh cannot go done and then it's a problem right so that's a real thing for sure in a sentence on topic with the name of this the series right growing through what you went through what is it that you have to what is it that you have to let go like if you gave it like a name if you gave it a sentence what is that and then what is it that you want to take moving forward i would like to like come up with that sentence right now okay i have to learn how to control what i can control and let go of what is no longer in my hands okay is, okay. that, is that good, is that good? Yeah, yeah i like that no i mean it relates to what you said earlier about like being that leader role right but realizing like you can't do everything um, no, I like that. I think that will somehow play into the title of the episode. We'll see. I like how we were able to work through just like a personal example of yours and how it's applicable to your life now. Um, because I think obviously you were creative then, you're going to be creative moving forward now that you have this passion for filmmaking. So just on on the note of being a creative, I do want to tap into those additional questions that I sent into you. Um, how do you balance all of the different roles that you had? Because you said you're a filmmaker. You were also dabbling with the rapping. Um, how are you balancing all these roles? Or are you just focusing on the production role? Is that is that going to be where you want to be moving forward? Honestly, what I'm doing moving forward is I'm just finding ways to intertwine everything that I do. So, Got you know. Not just a filmmaker. I'm not just an artist. I'm not just a poet, a writer. I'm not just a leader. I find ways to grab inspiration from each of the things that I've done and place them in other places that I'm, you get what I'm saying? Like each yes. thing that I do inspires the other thing that I do. Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. And that makes me feel better about myself because that's literally how it works for me too. So I'm glad to know that you feel the same way about all the different hats you wear. No, that completely answers. Yeah, sometimes there's no words for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we have all these words that we internalize, all these feelings we internalize, all these things that we like set a sand clock on and we realize that even though the time runs out, like you still get to try again. 
and right. again and again and again you get chances you get opportunities and sometimes you gotta let some of them go so you can make room for more and when you're asked a question like that it's kind of like you know what you're gonna yeah yeah 100 um so this kind of leads me to my last question so you know that was really good advice for just creatives in general so what is something that you want to leave um for aspiring creatives when it comes to facing setbacks or challenges like you were earlier in your um experience first things first i would like to say not to treat yourself like an aspiring anything because mm -hmm. if you write you're a writer if you do art you're an artist if you whatever you do you need to embody that the best way you can be forgiving to yourself keep your heart and your mind open and sometimes you need to understand that your answers to things are like currency sometimes when you say yes to too many things you leave less room to say no to things that you needed to say no to and when you say no to too many things you leave less room for when you should be saying yes mm -hmm. so take your time with things and just find new ways to be the best you and improve your environment feed your environment the way that it's fed you love that love that yeah no i feel like that could be a t-shirt feed your <laughs> no i mean like it, it means a lot like it's deep right um but yeah no 100 percent resonate with everything you said i appreciate that um and i think that about wraps it up bertrand so thank you so much for sharing your story and i appreciate the depth that you are willing to share as well as the vulnerability yeah i'm so glad i have had you on here thank you for having me absolutely